The work of this church in the world is realized through the generous financial support of all who call this place home. Along with the gifts and time and talent, ours is a shared ministry. You have a role to play here. Church membership is open to all. For more information, go to uusf.org.
if you're not awake yet, with Rako Lane at our organ, you are now. Thank you, Rako, for your beautiful music. Good morning and welcome. I am Laura Shinnam, your Minister of Congregational Life, and I am joined this morning up in the chancel with Daniel Jackaway, our worship associate, and Megan Lemer and Ralph Finn will be sharing reflections on their experience in small group ministry later today. We are also grateful for our musicians today, as I mentioned, organist Rako Lane, our song leader Ben Rudiak-Gold, our pianist Bill Gaines, and our soloist Nancy Munn. We are grateful for our tech team led by our Director of Communication, Jonathan Silk, and our ushers led by Linda Mesner, and our beautiful flowers provided by Judy Payne this morning. Thank you so much for the group effort that makes this Sunday so wonderful. We hope all of you here or on live stream have an order of service so you can follow along in our worship this morning. Today, I will be talking about our small group ministry program, which will launch and form groups in September. These small groups are made up of about eight to 10 people who meet twice a month to build community, to deepen understanding of themselves and each other, and to explore topics as well as questions that expand their belief systems and spirituality. You will get a small taste of what this is like today during service. So yes, you will be moving around. Just a heads up. Welcome so much to worship. And now we'll have our chalice lighting. Please, please join our unison chalice lighting. The words are in our order of service. We light this chalice for the light of truth, the warmth of love, and the fire of commitment. We light this symbol of our faith as we gather together. And now please rise in body or spirit and join our hymn number 346. It is in your gray hymnal.
Uh, Linda Enger. I'm currently a member of your Board of Trustees, and I have a been a member of this congregation for over 50 years. Uh, <laughs> I will not enumerate all of the roles I have played in all those years, but I have enjoyed singing with the choir all those years. I encourage you to join the choir. It's the best way to learn about this congregation and to experience the joy of singing. If this is your first time joining us in person or on live stream, thanks for joining us. If you would like to receive a copy of our weekly email newsletter, which includes a link to the order of service and Sunday live stream, you can fill out one of our yellow, yellow connections forms the forms are in the, at the welcome table outside the congregate, outside the sanctuary, and maybe there might be one in the pews in front of you. They are also available through a link in the order of service or video description of today's service. First, I need to bring to your attention a phishing scam alert. Someone is impersonating our senior minister, Vanessa Rush Southern, in a bogus SMX or text message, please save her mobile phone number, which you can find. I'll, I'll read it out for you, but I doubt that anybody's going to write it down. It's 908-723-1342, but that number's also in the, in the announcement that you might have gotten on email. 
get her phone number into your contacts, and if you have any doubts about a contact from her, call her to confirm using that, e that uh, e telephone number. Also, when it comes to email communication, please pay attention to the reply to address and analyze the general legitimacy of any email you have gotten from anyone in the UUSF community, especially seeking gift cards or other strange requests. No money or gift cards will be solicited by UUSF staff except for your annual pledge. This is true even with communication from other members. A membership directory was accidentally shared with someone impersonating a board member. If it appears dubious, don't answer. Contact the alleged sender in another way and confirm the request. Finally, there will be no, excuse me, no preschool or nursery care next Sunday on the Labor Day weekend our childcare staff will be taking a break to get ready for the start of the program year. The order of service lists many upcoming events and links to opportunities to connect. Please engage in any that are of interest to you. You'll see that many activities are beginning in, this, in our church year for, in September. I want to call your attention especially to the upcoming auction and welcome a special announcement about that event from Sherry Delo. Good morning, all. Good morning. I, as we all know, this church does many, many fun things, but one of the most delightful events of the year is coming up on October, 8, October 15th, when we hold the church auction. This popular event has two big opportunities for you. One, you can give something to the auction, or two, you have the opportunity to buy a priceless item and or a priceless experience. What I want you to think about today is what you can give or donate for people to buy. So let me give you some ideas. For those of you who like to cook, there is a lot you can do. Make a lasagna, bake a pie. People will rush to outbid each other. Make a tray of your favorite cookies, same consequence. People stand in line to bid on cookies. Do you like to clean? <laughs> Do you like to clean or organize someone's house or closet? Mm, think about that. Back to cooking. Maybe serve a dinner to people in your own home or volunteer to make a dinner in somebody else's home, in the buyer's home, they will like that. Or another big favorite here is giving a party for members to sign up for. Lines occur for those as well. And let's think if you don't like to cook, well, think about the local eatery in your neighborhood and ask them if they will give 
a gift certificate for breakfast, lunch, or dinner for maybe two to four people. Have any tickets lying around? Well, share them. Share your symphony tickets, your opera tickets, your theater. People like those. Hmm, how about if you're artistic? I am not. Many are. How about making up a big basket of wine and cheese? Boxes of chocolate candy? Mmm, yum. Gift tags and bags and ties, you know, so you make a present very pretty, basket of that. Or, for this congregation, this works very well, a basket of your favorite books, because all of you are such great readers. Now, how about art? Any drawings or paintings hanging around in the house that you're not too fond of? Well, donate them. Same for antiques. Old, but not really a favorite treasure? Donate that. And last but not least, if you are fortunate to have a home away from home that you can offer for a weekend or for a week, that's a time-tested favorite with this congregation. Whatever you decide to do, I just want you to know that it matters and that your tax and that your donations are tax deductible. Know that your donations are greatly appreciated and that by all of us working together, we accomplish two things. We help, the money helps operate this church and the money helps promote and pursue the social justice issues that this church works on all the time. So please, please, when you go out today, go down the hall and on the left, there will be Cheryl Diener sign up for what you would like to give and how you would like to help at the auction on October 15th. Thank you, Sherry. Just one other piece of information. Richard Davis has brought in a bunch of Macintosh apples that are available for your, for your enjoyment after this service. Now let's take a few moments to greet one another. Please join in the spoken covenant and sung doxology. The words are in your order of service. <laughs> 
Love is the spirit of this church, and service is its prayer. This is our great covenant, to dwell together in peace, to seek the truth in freedom, and to help one another. wondering if those of you who have been in small group ministry, if you could just give a show of hands. Okay. Well, that sounds like a pretty good idea. So um, yeah, small group ministry is a program that I think is one of the one most wonderful thing about this church. We're a fairly large congregation. At, you heard the groups meet twice a month, and a lot of my best friends from the church I've really met through small group ministry over the years. So it's a program of really pretty much anything people want. We give people a chance to come to the first four meetings to see whether or not they like it, and if they don't, for whatever reason, you can go after the fourth meeting and you don't have to say why. So I think everybody that's in small group ministry is, is pretty involved. So we meet twice a month and we also do a project, which I think is one of the best programs in small group ministry. So, and it, it can vary from anything. It's really whatever the group wants, but I've been in groups that have worked with the kids at, up on top. Uh, one year I was with a group and we did a um, potluck. Uh, people were really excited about that because there hadn't been a wide program like that in a long time. So it was fun to have a potluck with everybody in the congregation. So the meetings meet twice a month and some of them are in, in person and so, a lot of them are online still. And I think I'm going to turn it over to Ralph, who's actually, we worked together last year at a small group ministry, and that was really fun. I mean, we knew each other, but we know us a lot better now. Yeah, exactly. So I, uh, I have, feel the same way as Megan. I can add a, a few things. I think I'm not as extroverted as she is, but when I came, I went to small group ministry and, and also joined the, the uh, men's group. 
And uh, I found it a little, uh, when I didn't know people in the services, I found I wasn't coming as much. And uh, now I know people and I'm coming and it's really great. Uh, people who I might have met 10 years ago, I've been in, in the congregation for 15 years and then small group ministry every year because I meet more and more people and ten, people from groups 10 years ago, I feel like I, I mean, I'd see them very much, but I still am connected. It's a great thing. One of the things I like as a sort of introvert, really, is that the small groups are very, they're structured and, and the pace is slow. And you, you, uh, every person speaks and uh, it's, it's very relaxing and uh, people can be contemplative and really dig into a topic. And the topics come from the participants. So this is a pretty unique chance for people to have their friends, uh, which, you know, making friends that they will talk about what you care about on the topic of your choosing. Everyone might have two or three times uh, over the course of the, I think, 18 sessions to have people address what they care about. Pretty unique. Um, and it's, it's a spiritual uh, um, uh, uh, meetings, but it's, it's individualistic and it's not dogmatic or anything of that nature. Um, so I, I think I highly recommend it uh, to, to everyone. Every, it never fails to, uh, to work uh, for me to people connect in a way that uh, is pretty unique. Sunset grows 
I offer for our reflection a reflection on listening from Undrowned, Black Feminist Lessons from Marine Mammals by Alexis Pauline Gums. They say the river dolphins don't leap as much as the dolphins in the ocean. Because of turbid flows of rushing water, they do not trust their eyes. Their eyes grow small. Echolocation becomes crucial. Their listening becomes more nuanced. They become experts of shape and shape themselves to become narrow, reaching forward like the river. River dolphins all over the world in the Ganges and the Amazon rivers, for example, are not close genetic relatives, but they are remarkably physically similar. They have grown common forms due to their common circumstances. Have you grown that way, Riverine? In a context that moves so quickly that looking at it tells you almost nothing. Are you evolving a deeper way of listening where you are? Could we become students of shape precise enough to move with the grace and flexibility our circumstance requires even though your river is not my river. I am amazed by how much listening can do, how quickly it becomes less important to be seen, to leap, to show, and those who study river dolphins know it too. Don't bother looking for those teachers who will rarely jump or splash. You have to listen for them, to try to hear them breathe. I breathe in shape. I shape my days while land contours me at two sides. I shape my breath to wind through winding paths ahead. I shape my head to fit the purpose of my breath. My breath is prayer, the shape of life, evolving name. All I can see is just the blur that says life moves. I stay in prayer and reach to listen for your breath. I invite you now into a time of deep listening to the breath of those around you, to the noises of the space you are in, to your heart and its wisdom. Take a moment to just listen.
May you find places to stop and just listen today and in the week to come. Amen. Taking stock of what I have and what I haven't what do I find? The things I got will keep me satisfied. Checking up on what I have and what I haven't. What do I find? A healthy balance on the credit side. Got no diamond, got no pearl. Still I think I'm a lucky girl. I got the sun in the morning and the moon at night. Got no mansion, got no yacht. Still I'm happy with what I've got. I got the sun in the morning and the moon at night. Sunshine gives me a lovely day. checkbooks got no banks still i'd like to express my thanks i got the sun in the morning and the moon at night and with the sun in the morning and the moon in the evening i'm all right got no butler no maid still i think i've been overpaid i got the sun in the morning and Sunshine
small group ministry. Small group ministry. If you didn't know, that's the topic this morning. It is. It's a program that's been in this church for over a decade. It's a wonderful opportunity for connection with others on a regular basis, delving into topics that are important to our lives. I love the list of intentions we have for the program. They are as follows. We gather together in small group ministry to discover and honor the inherent worth in ourselves and each other, to listen deeply to one another, hold each other in compassion and feel ourselves equally heard and held in care and love, to journey together in spiritual practice and intellectual exploration as we continue along our spiritual paths, to create a place safe fear, safe from fear of judgment where we encourage each other to seek meaning and speak out our personal truths as we grow to understand them to experiment with building for ourselves and each other the community to which we want to belong, to share the welcome we have received and to use our understanding and experience of community, compassion, and deep respect in service to our congregation and the wider world. And finally, to celebrate our part in the wide interconnected interdependent web of all existence. Let me try that one again. For some reason, it was a mouthful to celebrate our part in the wide, interconnected, and interdependent web of all existence. For me, our small group ministries are the one places we live out our covenant that we say every Sunday morning. It's a time of deep listening. These are not discussion groups. You don't go in to challenge each other. You don't go in to give advice to each other. You go in to listen to your fellow group members and to your own deep wisdom. What I love most about the groups is how they organically build trust and relationship that is needed for the sharing to be intimate and vulnerable. They do this not by jumping into deep conversations right off, you don't walk in and all of a sudden bare your soul. That's not what happens. You start with a format, a trusted format, every session that you know is going to be followed. You have a chalice lighting. You have a check-in for each person to share what's on their heart at that time. You have a pause of silence for everybody to just settle in. And then you have some resource a reading, a piece of music, poetry, some wisdom that is shared, and then you get to share. And sometimes there's questions to ponder, to dive a little bit deeper. And then there's a closing, a very simple format that continues to build that intimacy and connection over the year that the program runs. The space is held by a trained facilitator, and agreements of how the group will be together are understood before you enter the group. And they're standard for every group. They are listen deeply, respect differences, no crosstalk, meaning no questions, no challenges, no advice. Use I statements. You're speaking from your own experience only not someone else's. 
Don't expect resolution. This is not a place to come to have a problem solved. Respect privacy. When you come into the group, it is understood that your story is held in strict confidence and not for anybody else to share. It's only your story to share. Attend consistently, which is important to build that intimate and vulnerable connection for people to share deeper and deeper as they go into the year. And as Megan and Ralph shared, share group ownership so you get to help decide what some of the topics are. And some people, if they want to, can help put together the, the wisdom that is shared during that time. And always, always a right to pass. If you just want to be able to sit in the group and listen to the wisdom that's shared, you have the right to just say, right now, this is the space I need to just be. Then through regular meetings and building of relationship over the months of sharing, the intimacy and vulnerability begins and happens. People learn so much about each other and themselves through this process. It's truly one of my favorite ministries to lead, and I've led them in many different formats and many different communities. With this in mind, I wanted to bring a modified version to our Sunday worship space. So those of you who have not yet had the opportunity to be part of a group can try it, and those who may not have been part of a group for a while can remember, and those that have been in groups can just connect once again. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to form groups of only three to four people. I'd like you to find, at least in your group, one person you don't know very well, and for those of you who would rather contemplate on your own, then feel free to just sit and ponder in your own space. You don't have to join a group if you don't want to. I invite you to, invite, to form your groups and take your order of service with you. Don't dive into sharing just yet. There's more instructions. And make sure to look around that anybody wants to be part of a group is included. If you're online, I encourage you to share with each other in the chat or whomever might be in the space with you. Look around, make sure everybody has a group if they want to be part of a group. All right, pause in your speaking. I'd like you to introduce yourselves, make sure everybody knows everybody's name, and one word, one word on how you are today. So your name and one word on how you are today.
Any groups need more time to do that one simple thing? Okay. Just so you know, you're going to be in these groups for about 15 minutes or so. So you, if you want to stand, that's lovely. If you want to sit, now would be the time. Okay. Everybody's shared their name and one word on how they are. Okay. Now that you've acquainted yourself with each other, I invite you to listen to the following reading. I'll read it through three times. The first time, I just want you to listen. Just listen. The Peace of Wild Things by Wendell Berry. When despair for the world grows in me, and I wake in the night at the least sound, in fear of what my life and my children's lives may be, I go and lie down where the wood drake rests in his beauty on the water and the great heron feeds. I come into the peace of wild things who do not tax their lives with forethought of grief. I come into the presence of still water and I feel above me the day-blind stars waiting with their light. For a time, I rest in the grace of the world and am free. I'm going to read it two more times. The second time, you can follow along in your order of service. It is there. And I want you to look for words or phrases that resonate with you as I read it. Okay? The Peace of Wild Things by Wendell Berry. When despair for the world grows in me, and I wake in the night at the least sound, in fear of what my life and my children's lives may be, I go and lie down where the wood drake rests in his beauty on the water, and the great heron feeds. I come into the peace of wild things, who do not tax their lives with forethought of grief. I come into the presence of still water, and I feel above me the day-blind stars waiting with their light. For a time, I rest in the grace of the world and am free. And I'll read it one more time and see if those words and phrases stay with you. The Peace of Wild Things by Wendell Berry. When despair for the world grows in me and I wake in the night at the least sound, in fear of what my life and my children's lives may be, I go and lie down where the wood drake rests in his beauty on the water and the great heron feeds. I come into the peace of wild things who do not tax their lives with forethought of grief. I come into the presence of still water, and I feel above me the day-blind stars waiting with their light. For a time, I rest in the grace of the world and am free. Now, in your small groups, take the time to share your words or phrases that resonated with you and explain why they did. 
If you are not speaking, just listen. This is not a time to ask questions or to respond to the person speaking. It is only time to share and listen. We will do this for the next 15 minutes. You have time. You have space to hear and listen to each other. And one final note. After each person shares, take just a moment to pause before the next person starts.
You have about five minutes, so make sure everybody's getting a chance to share.
I ask you to wrap up your sharing. And if you join small group ministry, you can share more. Take a moment before you step away from your groups to just express some form of gratitude for all the sharing that you just received. And we will close this time of sharing with our soloist, Nancy Munn, actually singing the piece of all wild things.
Thank you again, Nancy and our musicians. My hope is you got a little bit of the magic that can happen in small group ministry this morning. If you're interested in signing up for the program, there's a convenient link in your order of service that you can follow. It's on our website. And there are sign-up sheets outside on a table as well that you can turn into my box. I will have a small group specifically for parents and guardians of children and youth. That is a separate sign-up, so if you're interested in that, please contact me and I will get you that information. Please rise in body or spirit for our closing hymn, number 354, We Laugh, We Cry, Cry in our gray hymnal.
step back here because I'm a little short. So thank you for being so patient and going back and forth with that this morning. May you find the spaces of deep listening and peace through your connections in this community, whether it be in small group ministry or in whatever connections you make. Amen, and may it be so.